Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 43. I'm Evan Gulbertson. I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week we'll be talking about the 2014 horror film Creep. Creep. Uh, directed by Patrick Bryce, based on a story written by Bryce and uh, Mark Duplass. Okay. Uh, this is this a, is a two-person effort, yeah. Yeah, so that's the whole thing. Um, I mean, this is a fairly well-known, I think, in horror circles. It is, absolutely. But not, at least I don't feel like talked about plot-wise. Because, like we said last week, um, I have known about this movie for forever. I knew it had Mark Duplass in it. I knew there was, like, a wolf mask involved. But I knew nothing else about it. Like, I had never heard anybody talk about it. Um plot-wise, just that it existed and that it was, you know, well-respected. I agree, and I, I definitely appreciate that because um, the whole the whole movie really operates on the the premise of not knowing... What's going to happen. What's going to happen. Absolutely. Um, I was really glad that I had no idea. And it works extremely effectively with attention. We're jumping in really quickly, but I think that, like, knowing the truth behind this uh, would, would have dampened it. Absolutely. Um, so you liked it? I did like it. I loved it. Yeah. I think that's also a good place to say, you know, if you want to watch this... Don't listen to this episode, because we're going to spoil it. Yeah, and I, I I do think this is definitely a movie where, like, if... I mean, it's it's definitely a horror movie. There's a lot of tension. Um, oh, yeah. It's stressful. It's a found footage horror movie as well. We should... Would you compare that. it to anything? There's definitely things that I, I... I know that I have other reference points for this movie of, like, that kind of whole, you know hour 30 of tension where you really don't know which way it's gonna go i mean the invitation is the first thing that comes to mind oh yeah very very similar until really the like last moments which yep. it's very similar to this movie uh i mean but of course it's found footage it's a little different um I had blair witch vibes for me too but yeah not a very different sense of blair witch vibes uh yeah so if you want to watch this if you think you can stomach it because <laughs> right. this movie's pretty intense uh Get off this right now, because this, this movie's real good. I think it's real good. Yeah. So everyone's gone. All right. Jump back in. <laughs> uh, for those of you who aren't going to watch this, which is... Or you've already seen it. Reasonable. Which hopefully there's, you know, a healthy amount of people there who have already seen this movie and are excited for this episode. Yeah, we'll do our recap. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the premise of the movie is that there is a... I guess he's a um, videographer for hire. Yeah, I assume that he's fairly, like, amateurish... Because he doesn't seem to have, like, a super high-quality camera. No. I sort of just felt like he was, like, a guy who needed to make some money and had a video camera. Sure. Um, well, this guy, Aaron, Aaron, responds to a Craigslist ad, presumably Craigslist. And I guess it doesn't really matter. online ad of some sort, maybe paper. Um, heading up to a, a mountain town um, just to, to film for the day. Uh, discretion appreciated. a thousand dollars. Yeah. For a full day of filming. Um, and it starts with him sort of talking to the camera, setting this up. He films basically the whole time his his experience. Uh, he goes up to this house that is supposed to be this address in the, in the mountains. Um, I looked mm-hmm. it up. It's somewhere in California. It's outside Los Angeles, but mm-hmm. it's uh, once you drive out past the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's really up into those like kind of foresty, windy roads kind of place. Yeah. And uh, he gets up there and... There he encounters... Mark Duplass. Duplass. Uh, Playing a man named Joseph. Yeah. I know we disagree on this, or at least we did last week. Um, I don't find Mark Duplass's presence to be just, like, inherently threatening. I think I've seen him... I didn't say threatening. Sure, but, like, one of our first shots of him is him smiling in the the car window. Yes, he, like, surprises him in the car window. I think that moment is absolutely creepy. I don't think it's threatening, but he has a big smile, and he's got strong eyebrows, and he has a creepy face. I mean, it's the image that is the Netflix um, thumbnail. Oh, is it? So, yeah, to, to sell this movie. Um... I understand. I think that maybe I've seen Mark Duplass in too many comedies to, like, I, I don't think him smiling really bothers me. Um, and, I, I mean, we should we could talk about it up front. A lot of the discomfort throughout this movie really comes from Joseph acting very socially awkward and not really... Like, responding to situations the way that you would expect right. someone to. I mean, one of the first right. things he does, so he's like, hey, I'm Joseph, I, uh, sorry I'm late, I'm the person who hired you. They immediately hug uh, yeah. and it's like, oh, by the end of the day, this won't be well, weird. That's, well, that's the thing, actually, that I was, I, I will slightly disagree with you because I think that actually the first scene, because he, you know, he, he surprises him in the car. He's got kind of a creepy, I, I think he has a creepy smile and a creepy face. But from like after that first moment, 
I think he comes across very warm. Okay. He starts telling this story about how he has brain cancer and how his his wife is pregnant with their son and how like he'll never he'll probably never get to meet him. So he wants to make this video for him. Um, inspired by the Michael Keaton film, My Life. Right. Um, to show his son when he's older so that, like, they can have, you know, his son can know him even though he's he'll be gone. And I think that he comes across, like, incredibly earnest and, yeah. like, and, like, uh, like, just any kind of person that you'd meet who, like, he, I, this, this is a testament to Mark Duplass's acting. He comes across like a person who does actually have cancer, who said to talk about it a lot. Yeah. You know, there are people who, when they talk about their illnesses, they have to kind of say it in this really matter-of-fact way because they've had to tell so many people. They right. like It's lost a lot of its emotional, like, sting for them. I think that Mark Duplass does that incredibly well. I agree. He really yeah. sounds like someone. And he, I mean, he obviously appeals to Aaron right away. Aaron is like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. they, they connect quickly over this kind of, like, very sad situation right that that joseph is in um i think that like again he's still like overly familiar right he's like a little too but i think that it it, weirdly enough does not come across as socially awkward until later i think it just comes across like super personable and there are people who absolutely will hug you upon meeting you but it's not because they're socially awkward it's because they're like that deep 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 kind of like empathetic emotional people who just want to connect through touch. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, the first thing that um, Joseph wants to do is uh, to be filmed in the tub. Right. So, again, like... <laughs> You're right. From this moment on, it gets weird. But this, but I think in that first moment, it actually comes across very... Uh, I don't want to say normal. Nor- that feels endearing, weird. Endearing, even? Like, yeah. yeah are, you, I, are you endeared to him? I'm super endeared to him. Okay. And, but, I, but I will say, I did write down, this already feels like a huge lie. So know that I was on my guard. Uh... From pretty much moment. Well, I think one. specifically, I think that, um, so the first thing he wants to film himself in the bath, like pretending to give his son who isn't born yet a bath. Um, call it a tubby. Call because it tub- that's yeah. what he used to do with his dad. Yeah. Have tubbies. Um, it's immediately uncle like, that's the first part of which I was like, okay, you don't need another person for this. No. Like, you could buy a camera. Yeah. Um, and sit it on the toilet and do this, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the camera will cost you a lot less than $1,000. Right. Uh, <laughs> Especially because, as I said, it's not a super high-quality camera. It no. seems like a like a home video camera. Right. Um, so I, I guess that's where my red flag was at, at first, just in terms of, like, you don't need an, another human being to sit here and record you. Especially that this. it was so intimate. Extremely intimate. Um, y- most people would probably want to do it on their own. Right. Yeah, uh, for sure. It, it sort of turns, I guess, sinister, quote-unquote, for the first time. Um, Joseph starts talking about, like, his impending death from cancer and wanting to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Um, is this when they're out on the trail? No, 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 no. It's when he's in oh, the tub. this is in the tub? You're right, yeah, yeah. Um, and about like, just, like, how he thinks about ending it all now, because uh, he's going to die of cancer and it's going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, holds himself underwater, and Aaron is very, like... <laughs> Freaks out a little bit. Freaked out, and it turns out to be, like, he just wants to scare him. Joseph just wants to scare him. Yeah. Which is a recurring theme, that Joseph just wants to, yeah. like, jump out he and He messes scare him. with him a lot, and he always... But again, he always kind of pulls it off, like, oh, man, oh, I'm so sorry, I just wanted to see what you're going to do! Which doesn't come across, again, does not come across socially awkward. It comes across very, like... Yeah. I'm just a dude. Oh, pl- dude, I'm just playing with you. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so sorry. You don't get upset. You know, like it's, it's almost like too on the nose, like broy. You know what I mean? Yeah. They then find or Aaron finds, uh, I guess like a a full like Halloween wolf mask, mask. Yeah. In the closet. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of those really intricate rubber rubber ones. The huge. Yeah. They'd be like a seventy bucks at a at mm-hmm. a Halloween store. Maybe even more. I don't know. Yeah. Um. If you Google this movie, it is like the first 75 images are just this wolf mask. And Joseph tells a story about um, a character that his father invented called Peach Fuzz, the friendly wolf. He sings a song. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, Mark Duplass performs. Joseph performs. Yeah. Uh, and then starts talking about how they're going to go, I guess, hiking. Yep. Um, to the heart, heart Rock? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Las Aguas Milagros de Corazon. Um the miracle waters of the heart or mm-hmm. yeah and again it's it's not entirely clear to me what's happening here and they're going to make this pilgrimage and 
I, I guess Joseph thinks that it's going to heal him, or at least he wants uh, the indulgence videotaped. Yes. Um, except that almost immediately they, they get lost in the woods because Joseph isn't like paying attention to where they're going. Well, he specifically is not trying to, right? Doesn't he say that at one point? That he's like, I don't want us to know our way. We're on an adventure together. We're like... You know, we're doing this together. We'll find our way there. Like, he kind of, he's he's has this spiritual aspect to it. And he's also fucking with Aaron again, scaring him, running really fast, like, making Aaron kind of chase him. Like, it's, there's a lot. And again, it, it has that air of, like, we don't really know yet whether Joseph is legitimately just messing with him because he likes to play pranks or whether there is something, like, more here. I mean, going on. We also, we, we are coming in, um, as people who have a horror movie podcast and knowing this is a <laughs> horror movie. We know this is a horror movie. So, uh, you know. Uh, but I didn't know how it was going to be a horror movie. I also think that, like, at this point, Mark Duplass, again, I think a lot of the, the rave here is for his performance. Because um, I don't think at this point we've we've barely even seen Aaron on camera. He's just behind it the whole time. Because, again, it's found footage. It's just his mm-hmm. camera moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Duplass has this, like, childlike, exuberant energy. He does. That I think is very... It's just it's just a, a delight to watch, um, and then he makes the shifts on a dime to, like he jumps out and scares uh, mm-hmm. Aaron, and is like that's what a near death experience feels like. Amazing, it, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, and then he's like, there was a second where you wanted to kill me. Yeah, he's like, I saw it on your face. There was a second where you wanted to kill me, and it's like, dude, that's not what this is for. And then starts like joking with him, like, oh, you saw that axe out in front of my house. Was there a second? Was there a second in there where you thought that I might kill you with it? <laughs> <laughs> And Aaron's like, uh... <laughs> yeah. He's just, like, he's too friendly and he's too... Like, he's making jokes that, like, are... So like, familiar. Inappropriate that you would make with someone who you just you met just and who's, met a few you know, ago. leading you into the woods. And this is what I had as... It has a very Blair Witch vibe because of the running and the woods and yeah. the casual way, like, that they just are like, let's get lost, right? Like, that's yeah. kind of how Blair Witch is, too, and then they they obviously cannot leave. And this is where, like, you know, like you said, it's, we, knew, we knew it's a horror movie, but I did not know in what way it was going to be one yet. Or what the beats were to be. So they find right. this heart-shaped rock formation. Right. They, like, hang out for a while. This was my f- first real red flag. Because, I like I told you, I had the red flag in the beginning of just, like, I know that this is a horror movie and Mark Duplass creeps me out, so I think that he's lying about Buddy and the cancer. But then he, they're at the heart rock and they are, like, waiting in the water and they're taking different videos of each other. Like, at some point, Mark Duplass holds... It's the first time we see Aaron. Yeah. Um, we his, see him at the beginning in the very beginning when he's filming himself in the car but yeah oh you're right you're right you're right sorry so it's the second time you see Aaron um but he uh has his pants rolled up and they're waiting in the water together and at one point they like put it on a rock so that they can film both of them and this was my first red flag um Joseph like uses a rock to write a plus j on the rock and in a heart yeah. and I was like all right this isn't about buddy anymore <laughs> like this is I also wrote down, like, they stopped talking about Buddy pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, it's, there's a point where it's like, all right, Buddy, this is your dad's favorite trail. And then it's like, they never mention him again until way, 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 way later. Yeah. So. It's clear that, like, Joseph just wants to hang out with Aaron and videotape right. it. Right. Um, that becomes very clear with the uh, the hearts on the rock. And right after that, I mean, like, it, 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 it cuts to, like, them getting pancakes at a place. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I, like, I didn't know how they were going to get back. I thought that, like... They were going to stay in the woods for a while, and that was and where it was going to turn no, scary. It, like... No, they go get pancakes. There's a weird hitch in Joseph's story about talking about, like, he's like, what's good here? And Aaron's like, I, I He literally you... says, like, my, I love coming here with my family. Yeah. My family always comes here. And then he says, oh, let's see what's good. And Aaron's like, Isn't, didn't you say the pancakes? And it's like, this is when it's like, okay, he's lying. We don't know what he's lying about yet. We right. don't know if he's just a lonely man who wants a friend or whether it's something more sinister. Well, at that point, Joseph also comes clean um, that he had, like, hid and taken pictures of Aaron when Aaron was waiting outside the house. Oh, yeah, he does. And, but, like, he's, he can't explain why. He's like, I don't know, I was nervous. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. He asks him about um, what he's done that's embarrassing, too, right? He, yeah. he asks Aaron to tell a story about a time he felt shame, and Aaron talks about um, peeing his pants. Right. And then he's like, what have you been ashamed of? And Joseph, like shows him that he took pictures of him. Yeah. So there's a weird air of, like, now I'm telling you the truth. Right. But, of course, when people do that, you never know if there's, like, more more truth to be told later on. Um, so it's nighttime now. Aaron wants to go home. Uh, Joseph invites him in for just one drink. 
he really has to convince him. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, of course, I in my head, I'm like, leave, Aaron, leave, of get course, out of there, of get course. out of there, do not go in. But Joseph really does not give him a choice. And Aaron is clearly, like, a polite, nice yeah. person, regular old person. And it's very hard to say that when someone is really, like, you know. Yeah. So they go outside, they have a drink. Um, at some point, he, Joseph, makes Aaron turn off the camera with, like, a, this isn't for you, buddy. Um, oh, yeah, it's, we're back to Buddy now. This yeah. is our first mention of Buddy, which is that he's going to, like, do a little wrap-up right. for Buddy, like, all right, this was a day in the life of your dad, blah, blah, blah. But then he makes, you know, makes her in front of the camera. Which my, he just, he puts the lens cap on. Yes, he my turn it sweet, off. smart boy, Aaron, uh, just sets it down on a chair with the lens cap on, but we can still hear the audio. Um, and tells a story, again, a lot of this is Joseph just telling stories about how his internet was slow... And then he asks his coworker, "Hey, why is my internet slow?" And he's like, "Check your browser history." Again, a red flag because that's not how that works. That's not real. <laughs> um, and he finds out his wife is looking at like animal porn. Mm-hmm. Um, so he they come out to this cabin that they're at now. Um, Angela's wife, right? Do we say that? Yeah. Uh, and Joseph. He went and bought the peach fuzz mask. It wasn't actually... So this is the other thing coming clean. Like, it wasn't his father's character. Um, he bought the peach fuzz mask. He broke in and, like, in his words, raped his own wife um, while was, wearing... Yeah, the but it was, like, the happiest he'd ever seen her or something. Peach fuzz, yeah. And then they never talked about it. Mm. Um, I don't super want to dwell on this. No. Uh, it's, it actually doesn't matter. But it is another instance of, like, you know... Joseph keeps coming clean about things, about lies that he's told. Uh, but again, like I said, like, how much of this now is the real... If someone's already lied to you, just because they, quote-unquote, tell you the truth, doesn't mean that they're now right. telling you the whole truth. Uh, so they get a little bit more footage of, like, the, the video from Buddy, and Aaron's trying to leave, but he can't find his keys, and again... Yeah. he's desperately trying to leave, and, and it's just like... This is another one of those red flags that are just popping up everywhere, is that, like... Um, Joseph seems baffled why he would even be, like, looking for them. He's like, what? Oh, I'm sure they're somewhere. Like, oh, who? Well, I don't know, dude. Like, it's really dark in here. We'll find them in the morning. Yeah. Kind of, like, really bad, creepy shit. We also see... So this this uh, this whole, like, sequence that we're talking about is all one shot. The The camera is on it's the on table. Because mm-hmm. um, they're doing, like, a, you know, a, a talking head segment, I guess, yeah, is what for, you call for it. for Buddy. For the video. Um... And a lot of these, throughout, I, I'd like to revisit this later, but, like, there's a lot of these really long takes that are just, like, really, mm-hmm. really good. Again, it's found footage. It's not, like, some sort of, like, artful, you know... Right, right. They're not long takes from many different sides. They're just long takes of the camera sitting yeah. on something. Um, so, Aaron, it's, like, in and out of frame. Well, we also see know? at this point, this is the first time we see that, like, Aaron is, like, a foot taller than Joseph. Yeah, he's big. He's he's real big. Um, Joseph convinced him to stay for... Stay the night because he's he's like oh you're too drunk you know you've you've already been drinking you mm-hmm. you should really like far, far down the mountain it's like scary yeah you'll be sober in the morning uh Aaron makes them both whiskey drinks um there's a beautiful I really loved it it's a great shift because Aaron is freaking out he's like he wants his keys he's like he's losing his mind and then he realizes that uh, there's like a, there's a moment where he's like okay I'll stay and then of course like. When he's when he sounds so chill about it, I was like, "Oh, Aaron's up to something. Like he's yeah. doing something." Well, he gives he gives uh, Joseph a drink that Joseph thinks tastes weird, and uh, <laughs> for good reason because yeah. it is laced with Benadryl. <laughs> yeah, so Joseph falls asleep. Um, Aaron has drugged him uh, and is trying to get his keys. So he's like, yeah, he knows at this point, trying to dig through. He's very aware of that something is like very wrong. Dig through Joseph's pocket. Yeah, he ends up getting Joseph's phone. Um, before he finds the keys, and he gets a phone call from someone claiming to be Angela. Um, mm-hmm. And Angela, who... Is uh, his sister? Says that, That's like, she says. oh, my brother has problems. Mm-hmm. Um, get out of the house right now. Just walk. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, just leave. Yeah, just leave and walk, and um, just walk as far as possible. And then the flood signal goes out, and Aaron goes back to the room, and Joseph is gone. And, again, this is all shot very well and very... It's, it's it's very intense. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a great horror mm-hmm. sequence. It's very dark of him trying to find Joseph with the camera because he's very smart. No, it's his camera on. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron's very smart. And then he runs into Joseph on the porch, and he's acting. You have a weird conversation. Yeah, he's. I think this is when he's like, 
death. It's coming. Yes. There's nothing we can do. Yes. Um, which is the point. He's like, probably still a little bit high from Benadryl, right? Yeah. Well, I also thought that like at this point, especially with this stuff on the phone with Angela of like, oh, my brother has problems. I was like, oh, is this a movie about mental illness? Well, like, yeah, because I was going to say the next part is very much like that, too, because I had this conversation and Aaron's clearly still trying to leave. And then um, Joseph runs down the stairs. After he mentions Angela. Right. After he mentions Angela, you're totally right. Runs down the stairs, puts on the peach fuzz mask and is standing in front of the door, like standing in front of the door in the most like little kid way. And this is where I was like, oh, he's not dangerous. He's just sad. Yeah. That was my absolute thought in this moment was that he fabricated this whole story so because that he's he could. Because he's, he's, he's sad and he's lonely and he has problems and uh, he's blocking the door and Aaron says like, are you going to let me leave? And he shakes his head. Does he ask another question? Uh, are you just trying to scare me? Oh, yes. And he nods. It's it's actually very creepy with oh, the peach fuzz mask. Um, and, and then Aaron, then well, Aaron tackles him, rushes the door, yeah. uh, and the camera cuts out. Um, and this is, <laughs> I guess like this is the end of act one. It is. Yeah. For and sure. it shocked me that yeah, like, there was so much yeah. more left in this movie. Yeah. So the next thing we see is daytime. Um, and Joseph, the, the camera is sitting on a stump and Joseph is, uh, dragging, trash bags Mm -hmm. up a hill full of something full of something and then starts uh digging a hole (laughs) we're just like oh no i was oh my god i was like no aaron i was so sad uh and then aaron cuts him and is like (laughs) um a little context here it was such a oh my god it was such a wonderful moment i was my heart soared with joy i love aaron so much uh he's like after the scuffle um i don't know where he went um he had to have his car towed, but he got out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then He's he home got now. he got this video in the in the mail, um, which means that Joseph knows his address somehow, which is so bad. not great. Uh, and decides to throw the DVD away. He's like, "This is this feels like a threat, and mm-hmm. I I don't want to mm-hmm. deal with it." Again, I think that like the way this last, I probably like last thirty minutes or so, mm-hmm. is shot is very. Again, it's it's so different. Uh, Aaron's very funny and charismatic to carry this movie. So he's like, all right, I'm throwing this away. That's it. The next shot is him turning on the camera in the dark. Maybe that's not it. Yeah. I've been having these weird dreams. Oh, no. Um, he's so cute. He's yeah. so... I love him. I fell so in love with him in this him movie. Him talking to the camera. I mean, he's so down to earth. He's, mm-hmm. he's like, pretty... like He's the most regular. I really every like Every man kind of um, guy. So now, like, this whole, this whole latter half of the movie is trying to find out, you know... What's Joseph going to do now that they've gone in separate ways? Mm-hmm. He ends up getting another box in the mail um, that's, like, a huge, like, probably, like, two feet wide by two feet tall. Yes, what, what would come in that box? Like, a air conditioner? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, God, that's, yeah. Mini fridge, even, maybe? Mini fridge, yeah. Yeah. Probably mini fridge size box. Picture those kind um, of size box. That has a knife in it. And a baby wolf. Uh, well, no, he has a knife in it and a DVD that says, watch me. Oh, yeah. The DVD is just a video of Joseph talking to the camera being like, hey, sorry that last last video was, video was weird. weird. Like, uh, I'm not trying to scare you or whatever. To be fair, you did drug me on Benadryl. I know yeah. all about it. We're even now. So, you know, I saw that fire in your eyes. I want you to accept this gift from me. Yeah, it, it's they go back to the... Um... I, I knew that you wanted to kill me in that moment. You've got that. You've got that d- desire to kill. You have that fire. So or embrace your little, embrace your inner wolf, and then like go look in the box or something else in there. And there's like a a plush of yeah, like a, a stuffed a animal, wolf, wolf stuffed animal. Uh, and he's, and Joseph's like voiceover is like stab it. You know, there's something a little surprise in there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, really dig in. And um, my sweet Aaron, he does not use the knife. He just like looks at where the wolf has been sewn back together and like undoes the stitching. Yeah. Um, and reaches in. And it's a little heart locket with pictures of them, and it says J&A forever. Oh, my God. Uh, time to call the cops. Yeah. He, uh, thank God he finally does. I would have immediately called the cops after DVD number one. Yeah. Aaron uh, tried to, you know, make it not a big deal, but it is now a big deal. The the cops are unhelpful. Um, Which I don't understand. I ha- Like, they have, like, I mean, Aaron says it. He's like... Or don't you have like? I, there's fingerprints. He he sent me a knife. He sent me a DVD. Like, 
these, this came from somewhere and they seem super disinterested, which is very weird to me. Right. And they can't track the, the house because it was a rental. Um, oh, right. We forgot right. to mention yes. that, but he found out that was rental. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron is doing a lot of this by himself. A lot of this detective work. I, this, there's two people in this movie. There's right. two people and the disembodied voice of Angela on yeah. the phone. Like, <laughs> right. uh, I guess there's the voice of the police I don't operator. even know if we hear a voice. Yeah, we might even hear... hear... I, think, I think we just hear Aaron talking. Uh, then it cuts to a video being taken at night of... I guess Aaron. Aaron hears a loud bang. Um, mm-hmm. he, it might be him talking to the camera about another dream. Here's I think a he bang. is, yeah. And so he starts walking, or he starts walking around the house looking for, for something while the camera stays stationary in his room. Yeah, this is one of the best shots in the whole thing, which is um, him walking. And you see he's on the right side of the room. And as he crosses to the left, he stops. And then he keeps walking. And you see behind him um, Joseph, Joseph standing in the, in the window. Like the glass door. Yeah. Um, Again, there's no camera movement with no. these takes. It's incredible. Uh, they're just extremely long, and it's very and, it's, and of course, there's no music in this, so there's no, no. It's not. It's not dramatic in a bum bum bum. But you literally like one second he's there, and then the next he's. It's terrifying. Yeah, I want to look back to that too. Yeah. Uh, this idiot goes outside because uh, he's a dum dum. Because he's never seen a horror movie before. I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, he leaves his fucking door open. I'm like, what are you thinking? Uh, at this point, I did appreciate. It. I did like hear the sound of like dogs or wolves or something like howling. Yeah, it felt I love very thematic. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he goes like around back to his trash can, which has been mm-hmm. ransacked by. So he thinks it's a raccoon. Raccoons. Yeah. Um, he thinks that was the bang too. He's like, oh, it's all just raccoons. Because he's dumb. Uh, oh, Aaron. The camera then turns on while Aaron is asleep. We see <laughs> uh, a, a lock disembodied of, hand, like cut. Aaron's hair with scissors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder who that could be. I know. Uh, why does he ever watch his damn footage? Like I don't know. That's what I really thought he was going to do. Because there's a, there's another um, found footage movie where someone goes back and watches something that happened, and that's how they like solve a clue. Right. And in this, if Aaron did that, he would he would be able to take that to the police and be like, "Someone took this footage of me." Uh, the screen on the window by. In his bedroom is broken. There's a DVD that says, my last video. Aaron's very freaked out because he's like, this is right by my head. Because yeah, he also doesn't here. know that Joseph was in his house. Yeah, it's bad news. But... Um, It's another video. The last video is um, Joseph talking to the camera about how... Sorry he is. Sorry. And what how upset he is that Aaron threw away the heart locket. Oh, about yeah. like how, but then, but then he says he's like he's he's like I found this in your trash can. I that one really stung. I made this for you, but then he like really he comes around and he's like you know what? But like then I realized that like you you and I don't know each other very well, and that like I shouldn't be upset because you don't have these reasons to trust me, and I know that I'm a very like tormented person, and I'm very lonely, and I really just need a friend. Well, yeah, he does a whole other story about how he wanted to be an actor, but like he couldn't. Be it's fake. not real. Yeah. yeah, he needed to be real. Um, and he's like, I just want to show you who I am. I'm a lonely person. I'm sad. I need a friend. And I want you to come meet me at Lake Gregory. And... At this lake. It's in public, so no worries. Yeah, and like, I just want to, you know, just talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, it's like, say my piece and set the record straight. Yeah. Um, at this moment, by the way, I am screaming at the screen saying, no, do not do this. Like, never in a million years go to this place. And meet this person who has stalked you. Do not do it, Aaron. Do not do it. I, it's a it's a bad idea, but at the same time, I think that like the fear the the reason I understand him going to to meet him is that like, who's to say that Joseph's not going to keep harassing him and like breaking into his house? Like you know, like he might escalate, right? Like so. Sure, and then if but maybe he... by give by throwing him this bone again, maybe maybe by throwing him this bone. He can convince Joseph to leave him alone. At this point, though, I mean, one, if he continues to escalate, there will be police action. Like, if he takes it farther than this, there will there would be reason to go back to the police. I mean, also, just go to them in person and show them what has happened. I think there's a big difference between, like, telling somebody on the phone and, like, going to a police department and right. being like, he sent me this knife. Like, it's in this bag. A man sent me this knife and it's threatening me. Um, here's a video of him saying on camera that he rooted through my trash. Like, there's legitimate cause here. Yeah. And also, do not trust a person who's like, oh, come meet me in public by the side of a lake. Like, if 
Joseph was really serious about wanting to like clear the air and be in public, they could go to a coffee shop or a restaurant. Somewhere where there are actually people like legitimately like everywhere. Because in public is not really what this lake turns out to be, right? Right, yeah. It's in, oh, sure, it's in public. It's out in the open. But it's not really it's not really around people in a way that you could like really trust somebody who has already lied to you so many times. So Aaron goes to Lake Gregory. Um, dumb dumb. We see we see footage because he's like, I'm filming this. My phone is. He th- leaves it in his car. Yeah. My phone is set to speed dial nine one one. Um, I'm just gonna go. You know, wait for you. And he goes. We see him like walk away from the car and go sit on a bench. He's uh, freaking back to the road like an idiot. Oh, Aaron. Uh, Joseph walks up behind him, uh, very slowly. Uh, puts on the peach fuzz mask. Puts on the peach fuzz mask. again. Like this is all one long. Fucking yeah. shot. Uh, it's from this... just far away enough that we feel very detached as a viewer. I felt. Uh, oh, very. De- I. Yeah. No. Yeah. We'll get. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, and then he he slowly, very slowly, excruciatingly slowly pulls out an axe and swings it above his head and brings it down. <sighs> and on, kills my on Aaron. sweet sweet boy. Oh, oh my god! It is. It is the one of the most painful things I've ever seen. Like it. You just, at every second that he's, he's there for so long, it's not like he runs up behind him and hits him. Like, he stands behind Aaron for so long and Aaron never turns around and it is just awful. It's awful. Ugh. I, this scene, we're not done recapping the movie, but this scene has sat with me. Um, yeah. In the, whatever week and a half since we watched this. Um, and it like, it's just, it's it so unsettling. It's not been a week and a half. It's been like... It's felt like a lifetime. Four days. <laughs> it's felt like forever. Because uh, it feels like you're watching a fucking snuff film. It and does. I, like, that's it the, feels too real. Uh, just because it's this found footage, and because it's just like, it's so slow and deliberate, and you hear just the like... Thud. The thud. The... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, awful. it's it's extremely upsetting. Um, and in part because like it is, it would have been so easy to prevent... Yes, uh, literally me screaming at the TV, Aaron, do not go to this lake. Or just turn around. Or just turn around. I mean, oh my God. And then if he turned around, he would have known. He would have known. Yeah. Because there'd be an axe. Yeah. Like. And he might have been able to overpower him. him. Yeah. Because he's, he's a foot yeah. taller than him. So it turns out Sweet, that Joseph. child. <laughs> Joseph starts talking in voiceover. Um, why didn't you turn around, Aaron? Because uh, he's filming yeah. the footage of Aaron's this, camera, yeah. um, and says like it was so smart that you filmed it, and it was so smart that you had your phone set to nine one one. Why didn't you turn around? I've been thinking about it, and I realized it's because you're the greatest person who ever lived. You believed in me. You trusted me. Um, even after everything, you still trusted me, and that's why you'll always be my favorite. That's why, yeah, that's why I'll always love you, and that's why I'll always be my favorite of them all. Uh, Ugh. It's really funny. Uh, he turns the camera back to the video, and then he, um, Joseph, from the scene of the crime, yeah. like comes up to, the, video, to the car, yeah. and he scares himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he jumps into the car. Yeah, and then and then real real Joseph screams in in the actual video that we're watching. So then we hear him on the phone. He's taking video. Why? Who knows? He's taking video. He is. He likes to well. He's, yeah. on, he's on the phone as uh, Bill um, scheduling a meetup for the next day for a, a video project. Um, and we, as the footage we see is him putting a DVD, with, I think it just says Aaron, on a shelf mm-hmm. with all kinds of like both DVDs and VHS tapes mm-hmm. dating back to 1994. Yeah, with all people's names. With all kinds of people's names. Uh... Um, and then uh, at last, the last line of the movie is "See you tomorrow, buddy," because uh, he's talking to someone on the phone. He puts it. He puts the DVD that says Aaron in front of a DVD that says Haircut. Yeah. Ugh. Bad vibes. And that's the movie. Um, I think it's really good, but it really fucked with me. Yeah, it's an excellent, excellent movie. It's really good. Like we've been talking about this whole time, like it really keeps you on edge for one. And two, there's a lot of, like, moments where you don't, you still don't really know what's going on. Because for me, like, there were three beats of this, which is I didn't trust him. Yeah. And then I didn't trust him, but I thought I knew him. 
Yeah. And then I didn't, I super didn't trust him, thought I knew him and was still wrong. Like we don't find out that he is a literal serial killer until, until the, the last moment. The last shot of the movie. And that's, there's many different things of like, he isn't dangerous, but he, you know, or he is dangerous, but he's not unkind or he's dangerous, but he's not cruel or he's, or he's dangerous and he's violent. And then the last beat being like, he's done this so many times is terrifying. I, I mean, like, I also, like, like we said earlier, like, the tension is what sustains this movie of not knowing. The tension of not knowing how to interpret this person's actions. Until the moment that Axe connected with Skull, I did not think Aaron was going to die. Yeah. Like, even with him standing there with a the peach fuzz mask, mm -hmm. even with... There's always that moment where you think he's going to turn around. Even with the axe, I did not think that he was going to die. And instead, I, like, I, my heart jumped in my throat. I mean, like, um, we watched so many horror movies on this podcast, and this one, like, it just bothered me in a way, in a visceral way that isn't really true of movies that have, you know, post-production and a score. Right, right. And, like... No, this, like, I mean, it takes the found footage aspect so much farther because it's, like it feels so real and and it feels like because there's no post-production, it feels like it's happening now, you know, it feels so lifelike that you feel like you should be able to stop it somehow. Right. There's like this feeling that's like, if you can get to Aaron, you can make him see that this is so dangerous. Right. It's horrible. And then the culmination, presumably the DVD that he puts on the shelf, right, is the movie we've watched up to that I'm point. I'm assuming, yeah, because yeah. I assume he, he got a hold of Aaron's camera and we don't know, I guess, how much he's edited it because we don't know how much Aaron edited it beforehand. Right. We know this, you know, from the last shot, but it like we, like, he must, he's like a hoarder of like information almost, right? Like yeah. he's, he's curating all of this for his own amusement. Amusement. Like, does he go back and watch these? Like, he's clearly, he wants to keep them all, like, it's like storytelling almost. Like, he right. wants the story of this video to be clean and. And that's the story that we get as viewers, right, which is, is what's is so fucked about clean it. Clean and neat, and the cuts make sense, and everything is like telling a narrative story. And there's, I mean, there's there's little bits of truth we may be able to see, like maybe he really did try acting, right? You no, know? and that like he, he it wasn't real enough, and now well, he has to document another way. We have no sense of how much is a performance, right? Because like now we know he's a he's a serial killer, yeah, um, and this is his game. And of course, a lot that's a, that's a big serial killer thing. Also, is documentation and, and proof and. Uh, he must love having that. And if he was ever found, you know, he'd have a lot of pride in being able to say, here you go, police officers. Here's all the times I killed and you never found me. And look, look what I was able to do. And Which, I was again, able to cut all of this together and you never knew. Dozens. There are oh, dozens yeah. of tapes. Oh, oh, so many. It's hard. It actually, it, this is the other question is like, who is Angela really? Okay. So that's what, okay. So let's move into the, the questions I have, which is one is like, Angela exists. There is an Angela. There She's is an Angela. A sister, yeah. Well, we don't know that. Do you think she would lie? She could be part of the, the the fun of the game of scaring him. I I don't think that's true. So okay. So what does Angela know then? That's the question. Because Angela, I think she know. I don't. I don't think she knows that he is a serial killer because she has his phone number. So I imagine that she just knows that he is disturbed. Like maybe she. Wait, what? What do you mean? Has his phone number? She called him. Right. What's it have to do with him being a serial killer? I imagine if she had his phone number and she knew he was a serial killer, she would turn him into the police. Some people cover for their families. I guess. So she catches this, this, her brother mid killing and is like, just get out of there. Like try to escape. I cannot imagine. I, if your family member kills one person, I can picture it being like, okay, like, you know, I'll cover for you if it was, you know, if it was a one of those, you know. You literally can't picture at all someone wanting to cover for their brother if they killed 12 people? No. I mean, I'm thinking more like 30 or 35. Exactly. Yeah. I would I would not cover for my family member if they killed... You like, wouldn't, but we're talking I about... I can't even... I can't picture okay. any person doing it. Okay, then what... That would what... have to be... That would have to be... Like, maybe his sister is also a serial killer. <laughs> like... Maybe. You have to be so, so, so immoral. Okay, then what does she know? That's what I, that's what I was saying. I imagine she knows that he's disturbed because she says that. And you can know that just from, like, he tortured animals as a child and he... No, because she's specifically like, wherever you are, get out of there. Sure, but she, and she could know that he is violent. You know? Like, people can be violent and be disturbed and not be serial killers. And Angela's fine with it because she's calling up her brother to talk. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. But what's crazy? That, like, she's just fine with it. She's like, oh... So you think she's fine with him being a serial killer, but not fine with him just being a disturbed person? <laughs> yeah, no, because I think that, like, the, the, the problem that I have is that as soon as someone else answers the phone, she's like, get out, where are you? Get out of there. I think she even at some point, like, what's the address where you're at? Yeah. Um, and just trying to figure that out, like trying to, to help this person. Uh, she wouldn't react that way if she didn't think that, if, if she wasn't familiar with this, if people didn't answer the phone and she knew that, uh, bad things were going to happen to them. And then she never asked, Oh, what happened to that part? Like, come on. Like there's gotta be, there's gotta be some element of knowledge here. Some element. I don't think it's that he's murdered. A lot of people. I okay. think it probably be that, like, maybe she knows that he plays these kinds of games. We also don't know how many people have ever gotten away. You know? Maybe people True. have gotten away. Like, maybe, the, I mean, again, maybe if Aaron had been more forceful with the police. Maybe if he'd moved. Maybe if he'd gone to stay with a friend. You know? Like, there's a lot of situations in which Aaron could have been okay. And in that situation, Angela would just be like, you need to stop tricking people into coming and hanging out with you. Well, that segues to my other main question, which is how does this work? Like, how can he vet the people responding to his ads to know that, for example, they live alone or that they're going to, they're, they're, they're predisposed to be the kind of person who would go along with this to the extent that he would be able to get away with it. Right? Like if, if Aaron had close friends or family with like in whom he could confide and tell about this, mm -hmm. then the second that Aaron disappears, like like yeah. he he would have showed the footage. Yeah, to if people, he had like, a girlfriend, the girlfriend would say, "Oh, he was he was he was you know video like taking a video of someone, and he went up to this place and who rented it, and there's absolute there has to be a paper trail somehow. What I imagine is this, uh, the the thirty people that he's killed over how many years? Ninety four to two thousand twelve. That's like a third of the people that he's trying to do this to. It, it, what I imagine is that the number of people he's actually killed is a tiny fraction of the people that he's done this to. And that no so many of it? them, yes, because so many of them are just going to leave and go, well, that was freaky and weird. I didn't like that. That poor lonely man. And like, never talk about it ever again. Okay. So like, again, it's, it's unclear how, I guess we, we just don't know how he got Aaron's address. Like, how are we figuring it out? Because, like, right. people are just going to respond to your Craigslist ad, and you can lure them to a place, and you can kill them. But, like, mm -hmm. this harassment goes on for long, so long, and it's like, I assume, because he's a successful serial killer, he has to know that his victims aren't going to get him caught. Right? Because, again, sure. all it takes, all it takes is one friend and that, that Aaron calls and says, hey, come over and watch this with me. Like, I'm feeling scared. Mm -hmm. um, and to, to tell the details. One friend and... There's, there's no way that he disappears without anyone else. Sure, and there's probably questions that he asks in interviews. And there's people he lets go. You know? if This is what I'm saying, is that the idea is that we've... We, this, he just killed Aaron. Like, he just killed him a day ago. He's already on the phone with a new guy. So my theory is that he's... Like, this is his life. This is his job. This is all he does, is try to, is try to kill people. And he lets some of them go. Some of them escape. There, it's only people I think like Aaron who would have turned around and seen him with the axe and then called nine one one. That he even like would even get into any kind of mess where he'd be in trouble. And I imagine that doesn't happen a lot because like I don't know these people are trusting and the idea maybe the idea that like people are generally good and will try to like no one thinks they're being stalked by a serial killer, right? Right. Aaron, I'm sure, didn't think he's probably a serial killer. He but Aaron like, is the most trusting of all of them. Right. I mean, like, and maybe, and this is the thing, like, we don't know, we don't know where Angela is. We don't have any sense of Joseph or whatever, you know, whoever he is. Mark Duplass. Um, Mark we Duplass. Yeah. We don't know his real name. Um, we don't have any sense of his um, location. So, the, I mean, the way to avoid capture as a serial killer is you just go everywhere. Well, this you know? definitely takes place in L.A., Right, but I don't imagine that he's uh, he has killed all those people in L.A. Yeah, I'm sure he's done it all over the country. And if you are not, if you are not killing people and the same kind of people in one area, the people will not catch you. Well, here's the question: the so police like, will not care unless it is like in a thirty mile radius and it's also all the know, same style. We also don't know that his mo is the same, right? We don't know that like he right. always kills people. With axes, he probably or, like, doesn't. 
he, for him, the the point is probably that he lures people in and videos it, right? Like not and, specifically the murder weapon. And I imagine he do you think he leaves he the corpse on it. the um, bench? I doubt it. You think he cleans it up somehow? No, he... I think he's. I think he he's too smart for that, right? He he's he is clean. He so is you like think a... that you think that Aaron just disappears? Kind of, yeah. Okay. And again, like you absolutely he could have a friend who went to the police. But then it's like my friend disappeared and it's like, well, he probably just left. You know, there's a there's so many missing person cases that don't get addressed. Cops ain't shit. I mean, true. <laughs> it's legitimate. And like I said, like the serial killers who are successful, they're, you know, they're truckers, right? Like they're people who are all over the country uh, who don't ever kill the same person twice. They're not connected by district or police department or sheriff's department or whatever. Like these people, the whole country would have to communicate together to say, Hey, like the FBI would have to get involved. Right. And like, maybe there's a situation in which somebody could go to the FBI and say like, I have maybe Angela, Angela have to go to the FBI and say, my brother has killed like probably 20 people. Please investigate him. But she's not doing that for whatever reason, either because she doesn't want to, or because she doesn't think that he's that dangerous. And again, I maintain that there is a universe in which she knows her brother is dangerous. She knows he likes to, um, like, play with... Scare people? People, scare people, or maybe even hurt them, but not murder them And in, in the way that Joseph is clearly such a sociopath. Like, he's so... He has... This is like... It's almost like it's not real for him. Right. He, it's, he's just... He's creating this beautiful story. Um... And I can picture Angela knowing that he's dangerous, but not knowing the extent of it. So I think, just to, to move towards wrapping up, I think that, like, so much works about this. I really like how naturalistic it is. I really like the performances of both um, Patrick Bryce, who, again, also directed it, uh, and Mark Duplass. Um, I think it's it shot really well. I mean, I am number one detractor of found footage movies, and I think that, like, this is one of those movies that, like, it uses found footage... Uh, to enhance the story. Right. Um, and there's in a, so a, little running around and throwing cam. the camera. Yeah. Like, there's so much nice shots of him putting it down on something, and then we get to see, right, the whole span of something, which is a really interesting shot to take. Yeah. My question uh, then would be, is there anything about this movie that uh, you didn't like? Uh, it's so funny, because, like, my immediate thought is no. Nothing comes to mind. But like, I can't, that can't be true because it's not a five star right. movie. It's not. It's not perfect. Right, but uh, I can't think of anything specifically that I would change. No, I think like I think well, sitting here having sat with it for a week or however long because I have no idea when we watch this. Uh, I I think that like this does pretty much everything that it like set out to do. Really, absolutely, really effectively. I mean, I can't imagine the budget was like anything. No, right? Like this is the the. The simplest independent movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it works so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, like, it was really, really enjoyable and horrifying and sad and had me on the edge of my seat. The whole li- time. Literally. The whole time. Uh, stressed out as fuck. Um, so I don't know. I It was really... I'm so glad that I didn't know anything about this movie going into it because I really got to experience it. Well, I like this movie so much that I think that um, for our next film, we should do Creep 2, which yeah. is also on Netflix. <laughs> it is. And How do you feel about that? I think we should definitely do it. I have. I, I will tell you, I did look up a synopsis, so I know Why? that I'm sorry. It was, it was before. Why um, did you do that? I didn't do it on purpose. It's okay. I still know nothing about what it's going to be about. Um, so I'm really excited to do it. Let's do it. So our next episode is going to be uh, Creep 2. Again, we'll forego the roulette, but I think that narratively and for the the greater scope of this podcast, we love this movie enough that I, I, I want to personally see what what's next. Right. Because there's an acclaimed sequel to this movie. And I'm hoping that it answers some of the questions that you and that we I have. have right? right, right. And I would like, I would love to treat Creep 2 almost like just an extension of Creep. Like, it, we can, now we can like address these questions that you and I discussed, we can talk about them well, next time. Right. Well, so our next episode, we'll cover this. I think that like, again, we're going to watch this movie anyway, because we liked creep so much. We might, right. as, well we might as well talk about it yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, our next episode will be creep too. I really don't know what to expect. Um, Neither do I. 
I think it's Patrick Bryce directed again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that people really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out last year, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, kind of, kind of a, a crazy place to stop. But uh, <laughs> I know. Well, cause it just feels like a to be continued, right? right? This doesn't feel like an end of this episode. It feels like we're just going to get right back into it next week. Yeah. Um, next episode. We usually do something gruesome to the movies before we spin the roulette, but now there's there's nothing to do because we're going to continue. We're going to continue. We're yeah. not put, we're not putting this movie away. We're not to. Uh, maybe we're putting the video on the shelf. Good point. We're not it's putting very, the axe in the head. Very good point. Video on the shelf. Let's put this DVD on the shelf. It's on a DVD. It's on Netflix. Um, <laughs> uh, this is Netflix for file next week. on the shelf. <laughs> In the meantime, you can always check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at nowscreaming. Please uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, talk to us on Twitter. Yeah, let us know if you like Creep. Tell your friends about us and Creep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just we just always love hearing from people. So yeah, talk to us. Whenever you want to talk to us, uh, we're around. Please do. Thank you, as always, to Wes Craven for making, you know, good horror movies. That's how I feel. That's it. <laughs> I don't have anything. We, Nothing more specific this time. We usually complain. I mean, like, Wes Craven didn't make any found footage horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even Last House on the Left had a higher budget than this. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. I guess probably making making movies that made us want to know more. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Just leaving Making us... movies that, like, made you want a sequel. Sometimes yeah. there are sequels that you, you know, hate. And you're like, why did you ruin the original? But... Thanks, Wes Craven, for leaving us wanting more. (laughs) All right. Until next time, everybody, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Hello, and welcome back to... (laughs) Take two.